Hi, I'm Brooke. Hi, friends. I'm Suzanne. And we are the founders of SeekPurposeNow.com. Seek Purpose is a community platform where we can come together and share and grow through our stories, struggles, and victories. Now, if you guys are out in the, you know, you guys are going to school and you're in the community and you come across a you out there and you're seeing some things occurring in that child, you know, you were mm-hmm. out in the ball field mm-hmm. and you're at school and the kids having other kids come home and you might be having a conversation in your kitchen with your teenage daughter and her girlfriend and all of a sudden hearing that child share some experiences that maybe is a mom at home that's having some problems and drinking and mm. how would how would what would you tell like what could you share with that child in regards to or what could you do as a parent I've actually been in a situation like this before so Whenever a child is in need or I hear something, you know, I think that it's most important at first just to let the the child know that there's a safe place for them at my home. Do you know what I mean? I think that's really important because that's not asking them to betray anyone or go against something or putting them in a position that they're uncomfortable with. Just knowing that they have a safe haven to go to, you know what I mean? And that they can share whatever they need to with somebody, whether it's, you know, me or my daughter or someone else, you know that they too do not have to be alone, you know? Because I think that's a common feeling against, you know, children who go through anxiety or depression and stuff is that feeling of alone and not being able to rely on anyone. So from my own experience, and even like I I will try to approach the child and let them know if that's a comfortable situation for me. However, my daughter, because she grows up with parents in the program, we talk a lot about stuff that goes on so we have talked about friends that of hers that have helped self-harmed or had parents in addiction you know and I just try to help guide her to let her know and express to them that she can be that safe haven too and of mm-hmm. course come to me through her so that's from my own experience anyway yeah um I re- big same mm-hmm. um I had a recent experience where um one of my daughter's best friends was in an abusive relationship And so, um, my first marriage, I was married, it was in an abusive marriage. Um, and so my daughter wanted to come talk to me about her friend and, uh, her friend was kind of, you know, didn't know anyone else who'd been suffering with what she'd been suffering. And so same thing, just letting her know that it's a safe place, um, to be and to share experience, strength and hope, right? Not to make it about them and preach and what they should do, but just by, you know, giving some soft encouragement, some Mm -hmm. words of advice, some confidence boosting, like, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, you know, you're a beautiful girl, you know, you got the rest of your life ahead of you, you know, um, do you really want to drag that guy (laughs) with you? And, you know, kind of making like a bit of light around Mm -hmm. it. And I'm so happy that she came around and she's, she got herself out of that situation before it could get too dangerous. But, but same thing, just being supportive and, Mm -hmm. and letting them know that it's a safe space and, and whatnot is a huge thing that kids need. I think just knowing that someone cares, Mm -hmm. right. That someone, they want to be heard. Yeah. I think it's so important to get on their level. Yeah. To relate to them too and just be like hey this happened when I was a kid Mm -hmm. I know how you feel and then they can see how you're living today right Mm -hmm. they get to see the contrast like really you felt like me Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Yeah, talking about the feelings, I find with um, kids, from my experience too, has been the common denominator because really at the end of the day, <clears throat> feelings, we all have feelings mm-hmm. and they're, they're not talked about enough, mm-hmm. right? So when a child's sitting there not even, and sometimes a child doesn't even know mm-hmm. that they're experiencing that feeling. Or what they're feeling. Yeah. I've been in situations before where I've been with my daughter and we're talking about feelings and I can't even tell her what her feeling is that she's feeling. Yeah. Because I am too just learning to deal with all my feelings and my emotions. So sometimes we'll sit there and we'll Google or we'll, you know, look up dictionary and different names and, you know, kind of do that to help figure it out because I don't know all the feelings and you know what I mean? So being there with them to learn those and go through that with them as well, right? Mm-hmm. Growing up with feelings together. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. so beautiful. <laughs> uh, now, talking about the kids, but as, as friends, family, moms, dads, husbands mm-hmm. out there, wives, when they're living with an alcoholic or someone that's uh, dealing with mental illness, you know, postpartum depression, and there's lots of different things that uh, you don't have to be a drinker mm-hmm. uh, or a drug user to have, you know, darkness in your life. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you could share with them, uh, you know, listeners, as far as how they can, what they should do or what could they do to help? Totally. Um, so I've, I've been diagnosed with five different anxiety disorders and depression. <laughs> um, so I'm a handful of times. Um, and honestly, like, like my, my husband, I know that I've got to be so much on him at times. And so when I'm having my meltdowns, he just holds me or he'll put his hand. It's scientifically proven. If you put your hand on the bottom of your skull right here, where your neck, you know, there's something there that provides comfort. Mm. So I took this workshop. I don't remember all the scientific things about it, but it's really cool. And so it actually helps calm you down. So I've started doing that with my daughter when she's having meltdowns Mm. and I just hold her and then I put my hand on her. She doesn't even know I'm doing it. Mm. She doesn't know I have like this trick, but then she just calms down. And, but my husband does that for me. And I know it sounds so cliche, but everything's going to be okay. Sometimes that's all I need. I just need him to hold me, let me cry, telling me to suck it up or, you know, things will get better. Just never mind. Just let me have my moment. So my husband lets me feel my feelings. He lets me go through whatever it is in that moment. And he tells me it'll all be okay. And so he's become like a rock, you know, because sometimes I'm so, I get so caught up in my delirious anxiety and I'm so self-centeredness yeah we have that what What? you know life evolves around us and only us we have that oh my goodness I think I think for me the thing would be is uh if you're help if you're dealing with others anyway and I can only speak from my personal experience is never never approach people and tell them what's wrong with them (laughs) I don't know how to say that nicely but whether you say you're an alcoholic or you're just lazy and you don't do anything all day like I go to work and I do this why don't you do that like those kind of behaviors um isn't we call that ewing all over them yeah so you know they just they're very counterproductive they do, they make it a non-safe place to share how you're really feeling so I know that it can be hard and this is from me I've been in depression I've lost a baby my husband's had to support me I've gone through many different things not just um 
alcoholism, you know, like lots of other dark things before. And uh, just being that supportive, shining light, you know, like, I can't say enough on how much tolerance, love and compassion really are a guiding force. Mm -hmm. If you can be that for someone else, of course, without being stepped on or, you know, breaking your boundaries, that person I guarantee will come around, you know, it'll really make it a safe place for them to come and see and be able to talk to you and let their guard down. Cause that's what it's really all about. Right. I think that's something so important you just touched on is like without crossing your own boundaries. Cause mm-hmm. I know you can get sucked into helping oh, yeah. someone who's suffering and it is draining mm-hmm. and it is really hard to be a mentally compassionate, like sound person when your life is mm-hmm. kind of in- enveloped in this person who's suffering. So making sure that, if you're dealing with someone who's suffering, get yourself help. Because so you that can't cure them. They yeah. have to find that out for themselves, uh-huh. no matter what it is. And it's so hard to... You know what I really want to learn is how to set boundaries without being a bitch. It <laughs> 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 seems like such a fine line. <laughs> Keep me posted. Yeah. <laughs> you got my email. Because <laughs> I've done both. I've like gone all... like I have family that's suffering with addiction. I've been all in. I've been mm-hmm. giving them my best like tools that I've learned and talked Mm -hmm. my face off and they totally don't remember anything I said because they're drunk (laughs) and it like drained the life out of me you know what I have one more piece of advice I learned from someone coming from my own history so again I have someone in my family who has alcoholism and totally has behaviors you know and tried my best tools on them and all it did was get me frustrated mm-hmm. and angry. And do you know what I did? I blew up. Even being in my recovery, even having my higher power, blew up, lost it. Of course, who has to make an amends? Me. Mm-hmm. So do you know what someone wise told me? You make the relationship about them, not you. So mm-hmm. now with this person, as hard as it is, trust you me, it is hard. <laughs> I do not make the relationship about me. I don't sit, you know, call and talk about me. I don't say, hey, why don't we do this? When I call this person up, I'm just there for them to listen to them in that moment. And honestly, unfortunately, it worked. Because <laughs> this means I have to listen to this person more. So that's kind of sad. But yeah, just making the relationship about them and not about yourself is huge, right? That selflessness, again, with boundaries. But yeah. So that's hard because then I just went like hard. Nope. Not talking to you. I'm not going to help you at all. Like blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So trying to come to that place where it's like the hardest thing is, I think, to is, you know, I found and I still have a hard time is when I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm my go to is to stuff it, you know, Mm. and even in recovery, I can stuff it. And then like, oh, I'm just going to go over and call, you know, my friend to talk about it over here. Uh, And, you know, and that's okay to take a breather. But it's really important for me to be able to share with another person that is making me feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. by going back or trying to, you know, work at saying, hey, you know, something I'm really feeling uncomfortable. I don't know why I'm feeling uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but just sharing how we're feeling. I'm feeling at the moment. You know, it's nothing personal. Mm -hmm. This is just what I'm feeling. And, you know, and sometimes you don't have to have an answer, even if you just Mm -hmm. say a couple of words um, has is really helpful. For sure. I think that's so important because mm-hmm. as soon as you talk about it, it takes the power away from it, right? For sure. Yeah. You tell someone you're feeling uncomfortable, all of a sudden there's not that grip on you anymore. It's like out. Mm-hmm. And not talking, you know, and you brought up the point of, you know, ewing on everybody and saying, hey, this is how I feel. 
so easy with my husband. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm the, that's like the worst. <laughs> you didn't. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and saying, well, I feel <laughs> mm-hmm. when you don't put the cap back on the toothpaste <laughs> that I <laughs> am going to have to come around mm-hmm. and take time and I have things to do. You know, you have the whole. Well, plus, I think some reasons when we uh, share about the I feels and, and what's going on for us, we get down to the truth. You know what I mean? Mm. So I'll say this, for example, toothpaste that you brought that up means mm-hmm. bath towels. Mm. For some reason, my husband continuously uses these bath towels in the kitchen. So we're talking tomato sauce. We're talking soy sauce, all of this <laughs> stuff, all of the bath towels. And I would lose my shit, like lose it. And I'm freaking out and I'm acting like this and going back shit crazy. And I don't understand because I'm just losing it over these bath towels. <laughs> right? Like when I think about it now, I'm like, okay, crazy girl. But when I started to really sit down and and check within myself about what it was causing me this anger and this frustration, I did some journaling. I talked it out with my sponsor and stuff. And you know what it came down to is I didn't feel loved. Mm. I had to really, and this is over bath towels, but I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm telling this person how I feel. They're doing it anyway. So therefore they're not doing it. It must mean they don't love me. Mm. You know what I mean? So when we talk about these, these feelings and stuff, we can get down to what it is that's actually bothering us so that we can learn and grow from it. Because... You know, I can share with him about the bath towels and show how I feel and say he doesn't make those choices and there's things I need to do, right? Like, it's not always about, like we say, the you, you, you and the other person, but talking about how you feel and really looking at it can really do a self-check on where you're at and why these things are bothering you and what's cropping up in those moments, right? Mm-hmm. I just heard something that works so well with this is when you're when you're trying to bring up your problem, saying the story I'm telling myself is... <laughs> and then talk about it because it, it gets down to like, okay, what I'm telling myself when my husband folded dirty laundry <laughs> <laughs> and I lost my shit was um, like, I'm not safe with you. You're doing <laughs> impractical and logical things mm-hmm. and you're wasting time and you're not helping in the way I need you to help me. So I'm not supported. And I'm not feeling safe. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of you in that too. But <laughs> Well, it's, I mean, it's difficult to try to get to the point uh, when you are suffering from some feelings that maybe you're mm-hmm. not even aware of and there's something going on. And my thing is I always get irritated and mm-hmm. angry. That's my go-to. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I got taught from a counselor actually years ago and she used to sit me down and used to ask me, how are you feeling, Suzanne? And I'm like, good. Good's not a feeling. wait so uh and she actually asked me something that has never ever gone away and that is when was the last time you kind of were going through something like this what's the earliest time you can remember this Mm. feeling that you may not be able to explain to me right now Mm. which helped me get to the place that wasn't about the towels Mm -hmm. the husband what's in the now but it Mm -hmm. got me to that place of when else have I felt this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And from there, she's like, if you don't know, why don't you just start writing about it? Go mm-hmm. back as far as you can. And it started off, you know, as a teenager or last mm-hmm. week or last month. But then I, over time of me journaling those experiences when something comes up that's bothering me, is to grab that pen and paper. Actually, I don't even have a pen and paper anymore because I have an iPhone and it has <laughs> notes. <laughs> and I have many crazy notes and I just start writing. Nobody's going to need to read it. Mm-hmm. It's just start writing about what's going on and when I experienced that before. And then that's when I can find, you know, come to that place of, you know, what's really going on right now. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. not about my husband or my kid or my mm-hmm. friend. It's really about 
those rejection, abandoned feelings, which what is the root, heal. right? The root. And then you're pulling it out from the root. So you're actually healing from it. You're yes. not just dealing with laundry. You're dealing with mm-hmm. a feeling that comes from usually childhood. <laughs> totally. And then yeah. going to my husband and saying, Hey, you know, like actually what's been going on is I'm feeling like I had this feeling when I was a kid, mm-hmm. as soon as you go to your, your partner with that, they are just jello. They're mm-hmm. just like, Oh, they actually see mm-hmm. our little spirits. They see our little girls, right? And if we go in that notion, they're just like, oh, really? And they're listening to us in a totally, they're not our crazed bitch, you know, <sighs> that's coming at them. They're not on the defensive. They're not on the defensive at all. It's all. If they're good men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, like loading the dishwasher. How many times have I asked my husband just to load the dishwasher? And I feel like I'm repeating myself. Mm-hmm. And I have, I've been seeing a counselor too, to get help with these things. And it's like, it all stems from a need to be heard. Mm -hmm. That little girl who's, you know, just wanting to be heard and no one's listening, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, you not loading the dishwasher. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's true when you go to your, your partner, like with that, it's, it's, there's a different, it comes, all comes from a different place and it can open a dialogue. Intimacy. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. Yes. And it doesn't like speak to their intentions towards you too, because I feel like that's when my husband gets defensive the most mm-hmm. is when I'm like coming at him and he's like, I am not the kind of guy that like mm-hmm. is gonna hurt you and mm-hmm. like let you down and do all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like, why are you treating me like I am? Mm-hmm. Basically, right? So it takes down that guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a quote from Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Are you gonna make <laughs> every brother pay for what he did to you? That's what he's saying to this woman who is, you know, from Mm -hmm. an abusive relationship. And I think about that with my husband Mm -hmm. because, oh, my God, the things he's had to put up with to break down the barriers. And I've accused him Mm -hmm. of so many crazy things because of my trust issues. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I'm afraid of history repeating itself. And meanwhile, he here's a really good, <laughs> a good man trying to, you know, I always say, love me past my pain, you know? <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. If you're a fan of this podcast, we know you've heard us talk about Uplift Wellness. They are certainly building bridges, aren't they? Offering mobile services to your door for counseling. Can you believe that? If you are suffering, struggling, or need support or advocacy, you need to get in touch with Uplift Wellness today. You have to go to this website. It's www.upliftwellness.ca. That's lift with a Y, upliftwellness.ca. Welcome back from the pee break. <laughs> Keeping it real. I hope you enjoyed the message from our sponsors. <laughs> Squatty potty. We're still waiting yeah. for you. Squatty potty. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm really loving. Like this has been an incredible time just sitting here talking about yeah. all of this with you. It's so healing just to get mm-hmm. to do this. I'm absolutely like just in love with both of you (laughs) it's so nice to get to sit together as moms and just really talk Mm -hmm. about all this um I really want to touch on how things have changed now that you've come into recovery and gotten help for your mental health and been aware of all these struggles and been able to kind of make changes I know none of us are perfect and it's always going to be Mm -hmm. um progression like (laughs) there's so many things I'm still doing that I used to do an addiction that I thought would have been changed by now (laughs) 
But I just really want to talk about what life's like now for that person who's struggling and sitting there on the couch, like (laughs) sleeping through parenting and really wants to make a difference in their lives, but just doesn't think it's possible. Can you speak to what life's like now? How does it feel now to be able to parent the way you want to parent and make the changes in your life you want to make? To be honest with you, the one word that comes to mind every time now when I think of life now versus before is joy. Mm. So I don't know about anyone else, but my definition of joy, joy and happiness are different. So happiness, I can feel happy a lot. Like I am a happy-go-lucky person most of the time. Like I just am happy. So even when I was out there, I was still had moments of happiness, right? Even though I was depressed and as dark, I still had moments of happiness. Now I have moments of joy. And what I mean by that is like earlier in this podcast, when we were talking and I was, I was crying almost, I was basically crying, right? Yes. That was out of joy. And that is when I have an overwhelming sense of gratitude for what is going on in my life. My life is not perfect. Yes, I have debt. Yes, my job is up in the air sometimes. Me and my husband still argue. All of these things happen. But I am so undeniably grateful for the joy. I have been through so much in my life. And like we were touching on earlier, without darkness, I would not have this feeling of joy now. You know what I mean? I know that I'm no longer alone, which I have never felt this in my whole life. I grew up feeling alone, sad, desperate. Now I have friendships that I could never even imagined, you know, like three years ago, I couldn't even fathom having any friends. What was I going to do without drinking or who was I going to be? What was I going to do? The life I have now is a complete 360. We touched on it earlier. I have goals. I have dreams. I do things on the side for me because Tiff was right. I'm not just a mom. My name is Christina. Mm -hmm. I love hiking. I love traveling. I like seeing the world with my little girl. I like reading. I like learning about spirituality. You know what I mean? My life now has opened up in ways that I never even knew possible. My guard is down. I have intimacy with women, with my husband, with workers. I'm there to be present and accountable. Like I have everything that I need in the world in this moment. I don't need anything else. And you know, like for anyone who's suffering out there, just know, like I said, you are not alone. Reach out, find someone, do something for you for one small step that will help give you that spark that you need to continue on your journey, whatever it may be, wherever it may lead you, you know? Wow. Some joy tears right I knew you. Oh, I know I'm, I'm tearing up too. Cause we <laughs> like, we kind of came into recovery mm-hmm. around the same time and it's like, I've always seen you as a sister, you know, Mm -hmm. and so it's like to see all that happen for you is just like really awesome, right? To see that in your life, like that's just amazing, you know? So it's like I can say that we've, you know, a lot of us have seen each other through Mm -hmm. our trials and it's just like so amazing that we get through it together, you know, and that we get to see each other's growth and, and happiness develop and life's come into like a whole new level, right? Like it's just so cool. See that light, you know, mm-hmm. see that light enter, you know, and really grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Tiff? How is life different today? Oh, night and day. Um, well, I mean, you know, it's already mentioned earlier, just being able to be the mom that my kids deserve. No, I am not perfect. No, I am not a perfect mom by any means, but just being able to be mindful, mindful and in the moment and, um, I was always, always self-sabotaging behaviors 
from, like, you know, the time I was a little kid, just cutting, eating disorders, mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever, right? And and now I can say that I'm comfortable in my skin and that I love myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I don't look in the mirror and be like, oh yeah, girl. Because like, <laughs> you know, I, I still have a lot of insecurities mm-hmm. and I still battle with anxiety and depression. But the difference is that... I'm working through my traumas Mm -hmm. and I'm moving forward in my life. I'm not, you know, you can't move forward looking in your rear view mirror. Mm -hmm. And I was one of those people that was always kind of so in my past, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, this happened to me and all this. And I wore it. I wore it Mm -hmm. and I let it affect me negatively. And I didn't realize that I I didn't have to, you know, that there is another way. Mm -hmm. It's a part of my story. It's Mm -hmm. a part of my past and it's made me who I am today. So I'm not ashamed of anything Mm -hmm. in in my past. Um, But now moving forward, you know, I'm in a place where I can help others. I can be of service. I want to be a woman who empowers other mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to. I want. I want to help other people achieve their best. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm in that place now. So it's not all about me trying to figure out my crap anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like things are okay, and I can move forward and help others. And that's been a huge part for me, is being of service, mm-hmm. being of service, volunteering. <laughs> like, gets me out of self. And, and it, it, I'm able to just, I can't change the world, but I can make a difference in my little life and my little space. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to do that now. Mm-hmm. I actually care to do that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that does reach so far though, because you making a difference changes the lives of your kids and your family mm-hmm. around you. Like right. it's undeniable when you get healthy, like the, the changes, the ripple effect is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what this whole, you know, seeking purpose is, yeah. is everybody has a journey and we all think, you know, what's the purpose? Well, my purpose is to become a great hiker or a great, mm-hmm. you know, but really just the journeys of us coming together and that just the purpose in that, mm-hmm. totally. sharing that is yeah. just really incredible mm-hmm. for you guys to be able to come and share all this with us today. Mm-hmm. I was one of those people my whole life. I'm like, why am I here? Like, what is my purpose? Like, there's so many times where I had close death experiences. My mom wasn't even supposed to have kids. She had cervical cancer and she was scheduled for a hysterectomy. And lo and behold, there I was, right? A little bean inside of her. So I've always been like, I'm not supposed to be here. God made a mistake, (laughs) you know? And it's just like, so that whole, like, I love this seek purpose, you know? It's like... I mean, I, we're always growing and evolving. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think we always have a different purpose, a different parts in our lives, you know. But to be in a place where I finally feel like I know what my purpose is, and that's to help others, mm-hmm. is just, like, so awesome. It's just such a great feeling. It's like you finally feel like I'm useful. Joy. And, yeah. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> we, we have this uh you know our hashtag right here it's seek the moment mm-hmm. you know and it just each one of our moments in the darkness as you guys have actually you know shared today and and in our light is is just something to celebrate mm-hmm. it really is it, anybody out there that is in that dark place and and or in that light you know actually i wish we were recording just before we had a water break because <laughs> something happened here that you actually shared 
when you kind of came here and you were kind of explaining where your how your day was and then mm. what's going on now mm-hmm. <laughs> just from us sharing yeah it's completely uh, different now so like today I had one of the worst days of my life right and I was completely in self doing all these things running around I went and did a whole bunch of different things and I had a commitment I had a commitment to come here to do the podcast and me and Tiff were talking on my break and I'm so grateful for that because it helped get me out of self. It helped me me um, to share my experience with you guys and, and really take that step back and kind of reevaluate where is that, you know. Sometimes I think we can get overwhelmed with life. And, um, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. I mean, you kind of came in here and what the gals were saying was, I just, I actually feel, I really needed this. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. There, yeah. <laughs> I was present, I swear. Okay. <laughs> I did need this, like I said, because I can totally get wrapped up in my head and, and get the squirrels going. I'm focused on, you know, 16 different things going on in my life, and I'm running on this, and I'm running on that, and I got this going on, and <laughs> I get a text from Suzanne who says, oh, meet us downstairs. I was like, oh, crap, I'll be there in five minutes. And you know what I mean? It really, I really needed this, because... Sometimes when life can get overwhelming and things are on the go, it's easy to just forget about what's important, you mm-hmm. know, and and coming here really helps me take that second, like I said, take that step back and kind of breathe and unwind, you know, really focus on the gratitude and joy in my life and where I'm at, even though I have 50 million things going on. <laughs> and I, th- I find that God uses everything we go through. So all of the hurt, all oh, of the yes. pain, all of the struggle, mm-hmm. everything we've talked about, like he takes everything that happened to us and makes good out of it mm-hmm. in some way or another. So I really want to get into that. It is like, what is your spiritual journey look like? Uh, I guess <laughs> I'll start on that one. <laughs> so... Like I said, really alone, depressed, sad little girl. Lots of bad things happened to me. Lots of bad things. Didn't have a mom growing up. Dad was not present whatsoever. Teased, bullied, lots of stuff. And uh, so when all of these terrible things happened to me, I blamed God. If there was a God, these things wouldn't happen. It was just that simple. If God was there, bad things wouldn't happen to people. So when I came into the recovery and I started, you know, my my program and, and started this journey... Thank God I had some wonderful people around me who shared their experience, their strength and their hope. And, you know, sometimes I think we can get too focused on words like God and all of that and think about one certain aspect of what it is. And it's that guy in the clouds with the white hair and the staff and all that stuff. And, you know, they told me to keep it simple. They said, make your higher power which you want it to be. Write down all the things that you want from your higher power and let that be your higher power. So... I chose love, compassion, um, sincerity, all of these things that I wanted to give other people Mm. and what I wanted my higher power to give me, unconditional love, support, you know, all of those things. And I read some some literature that really helped, you know, because I really believe that if we're going to grow on our spiritual path, whatever the books may be out there, that, you know, we really seek those and read those to help us in our spirituality. And one was... uh, lay aside the prejudices of the past Mm. so I can have a choice today I can have a choice to still be angry and resentful at what I thought or what I was taught my God or my higher power was to be or I could choose to move forward on my spiritual journey and that's what I choose to to, to do today you know and 
It definitely was not easy. The words fake it till you make it showed up quite a few times. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I did feel awkward and, you know, strange, you know, talking to this power in my head and, you know, basically having conversations with yourself, you know. <laughs> but after a while, those are the things that help grow your spirituality. And, you know, and it's random things. I call them God shots that I used. So, you know, like I'd be having a terrible day. And it's just one of those days where I couldn't reach out. Like, I just couldn't do it. And I'm sitting in my car and I'm praying and I'm just not able to go through with it. All of a sudden, one of my best friend phone calls me. I'm like, what? She's like, oh, I just want to see how you're doing. You know, <laughs> I, I use those as things to help build my faith and my higher power. Because there was that person looking out for me. There was that person, that thing, that entity there looking out for me, you know, and Coming to a place where I was before and talking about that joy, I feel that joy when I think of my higher power because when I was growing up, that feeling of feeling alone was a deep, deep hurt, like a deep hurt that still can affect me today. Mm. And now I never have to feel like that, ever. I I can be anywhere at any time, at any moment, and I can reach out to my higher power and I can build that conscious contact with them. And that is a gift that is priceless. So that's why I say with all the things going on in my life, it doesn't even matter because I have that conscious contact with my God. I am not alone and I am loved. So, you know, some days are struggle and some days I talk about monotony, you know, getting up in the morning. Thank you, God. Love you, God. Let me have a great day. And same with bed, you know, and sometimes it's taking that extra action, you know, to really reinforce my commitment to my higher power and my commitment to continuing to build this this relationship that I have with him you know and so that's what all you lovely ladies are here for and you know my (laughs) meetings and and my books and my readings and my and my tapes and all those things they really help remind me of where I am where I came from and what I need to do in order to keep what I have wow (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm full. (laughs) I'm going to get really bloated now, Tiff. What do you got? (laughs) Um, For myself, like I was raised in the church. Um, So when I was really little, I always felt very connected um, to God. Um, When I started to get to that age where, you know, you ask questions and you start to kind of not take things at face value, (laughs) um, I started to see man's agenda within Mm -hmm. the church and um I didn't realize that's what I was seeing so I was just like same kind of a thing like if this is what the church is about if this is what Christianity is about I don't want any part in it um and so I I tried on different things along the way and um I just was kind of eh you know Um, But I came to a place where that was just missing. That was missing in Mm -hmm. my life. And it didn't matter what church I went to. Because I started trying on different churches and stuff. I realized that the common denominator was not God. It was Mm -hmm. the people in the church. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not saying that all churches are bad. I go to church now. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that I, you know, there was some stuff that I wasn't comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Um, And it made me question my my perspectives in my earlier years. Um, so I, I found God on my own terms. I rededicated my life. I got baptized. Um, and this was a few years before I got sober. Um, I just really wanted that connection. I wanted that. And so I started going to church. I serve at church. I love my church. I go to like an apologetics church. So it's kind of science-based faith. Mm. Um, 
and I'm I'm happy to be there. I really, really love it. Um, but my relationship with God now was not based on what other people were feeding me. I had to find that for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I found that, it just, that was the missing piece. Mm-hmm. And I was so deep into my addiction that, you know, God alone couldn't, you know, it's not that God couldn't get me out of that, but God led me to the resources that I needed to get me sober. Um, So that was kind of my story. So I came um, into recovery with a higher power, but, oh, I just connected on such a deeper deeper level now, obviously, being sober and having um, proper instruction and education as to how to connect to that power and Mm -hmm. things that I can do along the way. you know, the praying, like I am a prayer warrior. That is, that is one huge way mm-hmm. I connect with my God. I spent all afternoon this, this afternoon when I got home, um, cause I was speaking at the schools on substance abuse. And then I came home and I had a nap and I was just, and then I prayed about tonight, about each of you, mm-hmm. about this, about the anointing, about helping others. Prayer is just something that really elevates my spiritual mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and meditation, whether, and meditation, um, isn't always just sitting still for me. It's, I love nature. So being in nature or listening to nature sounds in a quiet, dark room, listening to music that uplifts me and makes me feel so joyous and free. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm part gypsy, right? So (laughs) music is a spiritual experience for me. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like that's kind of where I'm at spiritually and it just continues to grow, but it's work. Mm -hmm. It's like any other relationship. I had a, I had a girlfriend say to me years ago, if you're not feeling God, guess who moved? And I'm like, that's really good Mm because I need to be making that effort. Mm -hmm. God's always there. Mm -hmm. No matter what I'm going through, no matter where I am, the darkest place, he's there. Mm -hmm. But I have to reach out to him. I have to work on that relationship. And one thing I do want to say that I forgot to touch on that had a huge impact on me too is um, when we talk about that God fearing you're going to hell, hell fire guy, (laughs) I want one thing to be said is that what, something that really helped me was um, focus on the fact that we have self-will as well. You know what I mean? Like, so when I was so busy blaming God for all of these things and saying, this is your fault, you're doing this, otherwise this wouldn't be real. We have been given the gift of self-will. We make our own choices. No one else is responsible for those choices. You know, so that really helped me in the beginning. You know, I've obviously grown since then, but really focusing on the fact that okay, he wasn't there making those plans, doing the puppets and, you know, causing this pain that we all make our own decisions, which is why we have the, you know, the gift of choosing to seek this higher power, you know, or choosing to make our own decisions and living um, as a light in this world, you know, of compassion and all that. I love the the analogy of, you know, each child is, is kind of born with this little hole and, mm-hmm. and how many things we try to put into it, you know, to get, you know, love me, love me, love me, mm-hmm. you know, like not just alcohol, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I put my children in there. I mm-hmm. put my husband in there. I put my friends in there. I put my, you know, TV, TV in there. <laughs> Guys, and phone, the ice list cream. can go on. Oh, ice cream, come on, like chocolate Jeez. chip. Yes, <laughs> 
amazing. <laughs> you know, and all those things that, that I have tried to fill mm-hmm. up that space inside and make me feel whole and mm-hmm. nothing has worked mm-hmm. and nothing can get in there other than those things unless I find a place that I can start one at a time moving them out so my spirit can Agreed. move in. You I know. find pizza fits in there pretty nicely. <laughs> I Shoes. I but it doesn't last very long. <laughs> I love what you t- touched on there, Tiff, though, with the, um, like, people suck, and we're going to mm-hmm. suck, and I, I suck, and mm-hmm. everyone's going to let me down at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and churches are made of people, and religion is made of people, so mm-hmm. it's not going to be perfect, but trying to find a connection with God doesn't have to come through religion. Like God Agreed. is just huge mm-hmm. and so much bigger than that. And if you feel connected in a church, um, that's amazing. And don't worry about what anyone else is feeling or mm-hmm. doing around you. Mm-hmm. Like just bring that connection. Like you were saying, Tiff, like it's your connection with God. Mm-hmm. Nobody else's. Agreed. Mm-hmm. There's some churches I'm still afraid I'm going to burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> We are, what are we calling? Seek purpose is for sure, uh, what do we say? Multi-denominational. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, keeping the, you know, the keeping the box open completely mm-hmm. because, you know, we really need to continue to, or I really need to continue to learn, mm-hmm. to, to grow and to, to hear. We had a, a guest that is, uh, that spoke earlier, and we were sharing with you guys before the podcast started, uh, and uh, her her background is she's Hindu. That's what she was brought mm-hmm. up to believe. And just hearing her personal journey on that, it's just incredible mm-hmm. how each one that we meet that's practicing different things, not not something you know religion, mm-hmm. you know, just spirituality mm-hmm. and, and those relationships are just so precious. So thanks mm-hmm. for sharing those with us today. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I, I think, I think that's a wrap. Yeah. I think we're done. This I, was incredible. Really, oh. really incredible. And we want to invite you back because we are going to have more panels in the future. Will you come back? Tell me when. Of course. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. I agree. Like, this Thank is amazing. So yeah. The power it's of healing. An, totally. It's an honor to be here and, mm-hmm. you know, to be in a place of healing and to help reach out to others, you know, because there's like, I get so emotional because there's so many people out there still suffering, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like, you guys don't have to suffer. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to suffer in silence, like reach out, mm-hmm. you know, there is a hand out there that's willing to, uh, to help you out, you know, mm-hmm. and a power out there that's willing to guide you. And, uh, you don't have to live like that mm-hmm. anymore. And that's the greatest thing, right. That we mm-hmm. don't have to live the way we did. It's, there's help for this hope and this help is for everyone mm-hmm. we're not yeah. special <laughs> like we're not you know and this is actually a meeting because you guys mentioned meeting 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 mm-hmm. as far as what you do in your this is what we just had yeah and you guys all participated in as mm-hmm. listeners and it's just really just a bunch of just two people just getting together and and talking about a topic mm-hmm. maybe it's like i'm having a shitty day what mm-hmm. about your day <clears throat> not just going for coffee and talking about you know oh did you see jane today did you see those pants that she had on yeah like, we're not talking about about those yeah. conversations mm-hmm. we're talking about no. real conversations totally. and, and and meeting you know one person with another mm-hmm. and talking about real stuff yeah uh, will really start changing your world totally so. mm. this has been an amazing yeah, conversation thanks. thank you so much for being here i can't wait to get this out to the world um yeah yeah thanks guys thank you thanks. for having us thanks so much for having us